At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trina. Thanks for listening. Hope everyone out there is staying safe and wearing masks. Um... This episode, we've got Austin Karp from Sports Business Journal to break down uh, some sports media news. U.S. Open leaving Fox for NBC, the golf U.S. Open, that is. Uh, what impact the election could have on NFL ratings? Uh, what leagues have the most to lose if Corona shuts down a season? And a couple of other things we get into uh, in terms of sports Media news, sports business news with Austin Karp, the managing editor at Sports Business Journal. If you missed any previous episodes, go into the archives and check those out. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, we will uh, get this episode rolling right now with Austin Karp of Sports Business Journal. All right, joining me now to go through some sports media news is the managing editor for Sports Business Journal, Austin Karp. Austin, how's it going? Not bad. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. Uh, a couple of interesting things happened this week that I wanted to discuss that I find interesting. Um, well, there's two, there's two main things I really want to get into and then a couple others. Let's start with the, the golf, with the U.S. Open leaving Fox, going back to NBC. Um, I think there's a lot of layers to that story there uh, because Fox, the U.S. Open gets moved from June to September and Fox in September has NFL, college football, MLB, maybe yeah, some other things day. I don't even know. I don't even know about, and uh, they just couldn't find a way to air it. But did this happen because of that, or because of money? With you know, Fox was paying, I think it was ninety three million mm-hmm. a year for the tournament. Now NBC is paying forty million. So why did this happen, and how did it happen? Well, I think the impetus is exactly what you referred to. It was that crowded fall schedule that Fox is eyeballing, and you know they're getting really good numbers with Big Ten football on Saturdays and the, their whole slate of games throughout Saturday and of course the NFL and then it, it, it kind of snowballed there with NBC Fox was potentially and they were looking to get out of the deal and NBC was happy to take it back they're big into golf and like you said um, NBC is going to be paying uh, you know around 40 million of that uh, fee per year so Fox is still going to be on the hook for 
over like $50 million annually through 2027 to not air USGA events. It's very interesting. And, and cause, because Fox all along, I mean, they took a pretty good beating mm-hmm. in the first couple of years that they had the, the U S open, but they, they were all in on it. And, you know, they used Joe Buck and uh, various innovations and, and the, the bashing of Fox covering golf sort of faded away the last few years. So I thought it was interesting that they would just jump ship. Um, but if they don't have the, places to air it what are they supposed to do um yeah, they, they had talked about fox sports one but i'm sure that was not something that the usga was particularly interested in for what is essentially you know the biggest one of the big one of the top two golf tournaments in the u.s but uh i mean for you know for nbc to get it back it's big but like you talked about fox was developing they were they got hammered the first couple of years with the production and how they were trying things but you know credit to fox for trying new things and trying to get a younger demo to watch golf because it's no surprise that Fox or that golfer has just an incredibly older demographic and you want to try to bring in, you know, uh, that 18 to 34 male demo to watch sports, that casual sports fan. Right. And, and is NBC going to run into any issues? Because I guess they have, they would have Notre Dame football. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday night football. So I don't know, probably not a com- I don't know if it runs into maybe the pregame show on that. So, but I guess they could always put it on NBC, Sport, the golf on NBC sports if they had to, I don't know how that works, but um, less complications than Fox. But you think there'd be any complications there with NBC because everyone, all the networks are going to be stacked in the fall if these sports mm-hmm. come back and they're not interrupted. The, the complications I could potentially see would be around some of the Triple Crown races you're going to have, Preakness, uh, Kentucky Derby in the fall, and that might uh, bump into it on a Saturday. You can definitely dance around the Notre Dame issue, and I mean, NBC for years has not had an issue with the golf leading into Sunday Night Football, whether it's the Players' Championship or the, some of the other FedEx Cup tournaments in the fall, so I, I don't expect it's going to be too much of an issue for NBC Sports to uh, squeeze all that in. Uh, the, now, when I said there's a lot of layers to this, I think the for me, the, the biggest layer is, does this mean networks might try to tighten their belt with sports rights? Because the, the, the sports rights have just gone through the roof, mm-hmm. no matter, you know, they don't ever seem to really take a hit. But now with the pandemic, all these networks have lost money on advertising revenue over the last four months. Um, you know, NFL their contract, their network contracts are up soon. I don't know the status of maybe the, I, I know MLB they're, they're headed mm-hmm. for some labor issues, but Fox, uh, Turner just re up for big money there. So I don't know how to read it. Like Turner gave Fox, uh, gave MLB a ton of money for a package that nobody watches on Sunday. I know they're going to move it probably to Tuesday nights. I think that was your report, mm-hmm. um, for sports business journal, but it, you know, where do we see the sports rights bubble going after COVID? I don't think the bubble is going to pop, but I think it's going to you know, deflate a little bit. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be a world of haves and have nots. Like you said, like uh, Turner recently was re-upping with MLB. Fox had already done similarly with Major League Baseball. I think Major League Baseball will you know, see a, a decent uptick when it re-ups uh, that ESPN portion or whoever takes that portion of the contract. Similarly for the NFL, the NFL is not going to see a big downtick. It's the biggest dog out there, and that could be part of Fox's move was kind of trying to save, you know, $40, $50 million annually so they can re-up that. And Fox also has deals coming up in the in the coming years with Big Ten. They're going to want to retain that property or uh, the Pac-12 in a couple of years as well. Pac-12 is angling to see where they're going to go. So Fox has a lot of bigger properties coming up, and it's also already paying for the World Cup. So, like, 
if this is a zero sum game, who can suffer or potential the properties underneath there? You, you're talking about like triple crown races, like each of those individually are tied up with NBC. So does the Belmont stakes get renewed with NBC in, in a year or so? or IndyCar coming up, or even something like PBA or Breeders' Cup, or MLS comes up in a couple of years. If all these second-tier properties that are now going to be figuring out where, where they can go to get increases in dollars for their media rights. It's interesting, too, because with, with the lack of sports over the last four months, when there have been certain things, NFL draft, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the, the Jordan, the last dance, yeah, um, and we've even seen it, NASCAR, I think their ratings have been very strong. Um, the Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, strong mm-hmm. ratings. Uh, do you think when the four major sports in this country, and I guess you could even say five because it's really, I mean, college football is way more popular than the NHL. Um, do, do the things that people have sort of gravitated towards because there's nothing else going on, you think those things come down? Or do you think this is an opportunity where people might stick around and, you know, see like, see that they discovered something new and like what they see and they stick around or is it just when everything comes back, is it just too much sports for everyone to watch? Well, I think one initial truth is that the initial, the comeback for any of these sports is going to be incredibly popular at the beginning. I mean, Mm -hmm. just, you know, like you talked about NWSL getting around 575,000 viewers somewhere in there. It was the first time it was ever on broadcast TV, a, a women's club level uh, game. So that was a great number for them. Um, but now that league is essentially going to disappear behind the CBS all access paywall. So there's not going to really be a, I don't think there's going to be a real pickup in fandom around that because no one's going to be able to find it un- unless maybe you're going to browse for star Trek and you come across mm-hmm. NWSL matches that, that happen <laughs> side by side. All right. Uh, but NASCAR, yeah, started really strong with that race back, but um, their numbers have kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, it's kind of tough. You have that mix of Wednesday night and Sunday, and you know, and to, Na- to NASCAR's credit, I mean, they've also been impacted pretty heavily by rain. Something like four or five races have either delayed races by hours or pushed it back to a Monday. So, I mean, since they come back, it's just, it hasn't been a string of good luck there. But so I think the the jury is still out on that one. But like once you like MLB opening day, I, I can see that as a record for ESPN. Mm-hmm. I can see the first NBA games that come back being, you know, some sort of regular season uh, record because those initial games back, people are going to want to see the novelty of it all. Earlier on during the pandemic, you're talking about the last dance numbers and the NFL draft numbers. That was the only game in town. I right. mean, now, now you're seeing many more leagues out there. There's there's more. There are more things to watch. The weather's a little nicer. It's summer. People are getting out a little more. Maybe they shouldn't, but they're getting out there a little more. Uh, so I, I don't think you're going to see those maybe those huge record-setting numbers for some of the other properties like you saw earlier on during the, the stay-at-home orders. I, I think you just hit on something that, for me, I think is a huge factor, and that's, and that's the summer. I think, um, yeah, MLB comes back opening day. Yes, I, I think you'll see a big rating there. But the theory that MLB could be in for a big ratings increase because it'll be the only, I guess NBA will be back at that time too. But the point I'm trying to make is you've had people indoors for three, four months. Now it's the summer. I mean, I know here where I am, beaches and pools are open. As much as people miss sports and said for three months how they're dying for sports, 
I don't know in the middle of the summer after being trapped in your house for three more, four months, if you're going to just sit in front of the TV and watch sports. I mean, it's no, that's, I think that could be outside of Corona. That could be the biggest issue that these leagues have in terms of getting ratings. I mean, yeah, you may not be competing with going out to bars, but you might be competing with uh, putting your feet in an inflatable pool on your front right. lawn. It's <laughs> exactly right. And who wouldn't want to do that right now after, you know, we've, like I said, we've been inside for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned something there um, that I wanted to pick up on, and now I completely forgot about it, and I am a bad host. So I hope it's not Star on. Trek. No, it was not Star Trek. Um, it was something about, I don't know, I'll remember it. Um, but yeah, the and the NFL, let me ask you this. All of these sports that are set to come back, MLB is set to come back, NBA, NHL, and the NFL has they're vowing they're starting on time no matter what which one of those four leagues and, and we could throw college football in there as well i guess which one of those leagues if and i think I, there's landscapers next door to me so if you hear a lawnmower we're just going to keep plowing through this i apologize to you no and listeners. this is one of the offsets of corona um where which league if it got shut down mm-hmm. if mlb started and stopped and they had to cancel the season if the nba Everyone's in the bubble testing positive. They shut down. They end the season. The NFL. Who has the most to lose? Who has the most to lose financially from that? You know, I have to think it's college sports in general, college football. Focus on college football. If there is not a college football season, the ramifications for that across the entire college sports landscape is potentially devastating. I mean, we've seen some schools already start cutting sports it's generally te- uh, schools that are outside your power five conferences but now you start removing football from the equation in places like tuscaloosa and norman like that's really tough to keep a lot of those programs at schools across the country going at all and you could be talking about a potential gutting of of title nine it could get that far that's the how important it is to have college football happen mm-hmm. yeah and then Take away college from a pro standpoint. What do you think there? Uh, who's got the most to lose? I, I got to say NHL. Just be, in terms of visibility and recognition, the NHL was is already having a tough – or has already had tough years, I'd say, staying as popular as it used to be. And now they're coming up on a media rights deal, which I still think they'll see an increase for. But, you know, and, and if they want to keep – as popular as they are now and keep growing, losing a season, I think could really hurt them more than anybody else. Yeah, that's, it's, you know, it's funny. I've said this on this podcast, I think two or three weeks in a row now about, I feel like, and you know, maybe this is a Twitter thing. And again, we can't judge things off of Twitter, but maybe that, but I feel like all of us have focused so much on MLB, NBA, NFL. And I think the craziest story to piggyback on what you said before is going to be college football because this is just so different everywhere in the country with, with the mm-hmm. virus. And, you know, I, I don't know how they navigate that. It, that is to me, it's, it, I don't think it's gotten the attention it deserves because that sport college football is, I think by far the hardest to navigate how they put forth the season. Yeah. I mean, uh, are you going to see teams meeting up in Dallas for an advocate showdown at the start of the season? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen. I, I definitely see an increase um, 
in those regional games, maybe that maybe that's all they do this season. Maybe it's just within a ACC bubble. You're just playing games that you can get on a bus and go to. I think there's going to be a lot of shift. There's going to be some shifting of the schedule, and everyone's just going to have to be as flexible as possible. And fans are going to be disappointed, but some football, I believe, will be better than no football. Right. You just reminded me of a tweet I saw this morning from um, Pro Football Talk where they said there's discussions where NFL teams will fly into and out of the city they're supposed to play in on a road game. And the players were not, from the responses on Twitter, the players were not thrilled with that idea. So that, yeah. that'll be something interesting to see how that plays out. I can't imagine how that could go haywire. I mean, yeah, it's going to be wild. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Speaking of the NFL, um, let's you know go into fantasy land here and and assume they start on time mm-hmm. and let's assume they play a season here obviously now the anthem has become a big topic in this mm-hmm. and if ratings take a hit that's what's going to be blamed but i think it's amazing to me that i've not read anyone talk about i i what i think was a big reason for a ratings uh decrease in 2016 was the election year the cable news numbers as you know i don't have to tell you were through the roof that year and And the nfl numbers took it and i feel like people are going to focus on kneeling i feel like it's already happened but the nfl has to deal with going against an election now this one i don't think is as uh juicy as trump versus hillary because we didn't know exactly what trump maybe was back then and biden is 
um, not as controversial as, as Hillary Clinton. But um, do you think the election will be a factor here in NFL ratings again? I don't think it's going to be as big a factor. The election uh, will be as big a factor this year as, as it was in 2016. Like you said, that initial uptick for those, you know, your three big cable news networks, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, were 40, 50, 60, 70. That was, the numbers and increases were just incredible. And now if you talk to anybody at that time, you know, the 2016, 2017 seasons, um, anybody who lives in the numbers, who lives in the ratings, they'll tell you that the whole kneeling thing was completely overblown as, as far as impact on ratings. Right. The thing that was affecting the NFL numbers back then were poor quarterback play and lopsided scores. People don't like people don't like watching blowouts, and all the blowouts seem to happen on either Sunday night football or Monday night football, which really amplified it a lot. When you have the one game, and you know no one's tuning in to watch it. Um, turn you know, come to twenty twenty, the quarterback play is as good as it's been since you had you know Favre and Manning and, and, and Tom Brady in his earlier years going at it. I mean, it, it's just an incredible crop crop of quarterbacks, and we've seen upticks in the NFL ratings the last two years. So I don't really see the election leading to some sort of sharp decline in NFL ratings. Not this go around. Even with the kneeling. No, I don't. Th- and right. I don't I, think I, kneeling is going to be right. significant as it was treated four years ago. It was a new right. thing four years ago. It was ha- highly politicized. And I don't think it's going to be as significant a wedge issue this time. Yeah, yeah. what I meant to say is I meant to say even with the election, because mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, listen, you're you're 100% right. With the cable news numbers were in 2016 and not nearly what they are now. But I just wonder as we get closer to election day and you've got, you know, August, September, October there, September and October, mainly with the NFL, if you think enough people focus on the college, on um, cable news where it hurts the NFL a little bit, but it, it is, I guess, different 2020 than, than 2016 in terms of the cable news boon, boom. Well, I also think there's a, something to be said for cable news fatigue. And we've, right. that, that's all right. we've been able to watch the last couple months in particular. Um, yeah, there were really strong numbers for those uh, coronavirus task force press conferences, <laughs> but people eventually even got tired of those. So yeah. I just think people are going to want sports to, to take them away from a lot of those uh, political news shows. Um, switching gears, one thing I've, I've seen in the last couple of days, I, I don't pay as much attention to this stuff as I probably should, but I've noticed that I saw a couple of stories about uh, YouTube TV increasing their monthly uh, subscription. I think ESPN Plus bumped mm-hmm. theirs up a dollar or something like that. Yeah, I saw that as well. What was that? Yeah, I saw it as well on the ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that just you know, we've lost money during Corona advertising, or is there something there in terms of um, subscriptions are down? Or what do you think um, the impetus is there for that? It's a combination of factors. It could have been something that was already factored in. Like, you know, at at this time, we're probably going to bump up the cost of ESPN Plus by a dollar. Netflix has done similar things over the years, and no one really bats an eye. These things automatically subscribe, and people just keep, keep going and going and going. I don't think people bounce back and forth between subscription services like some people might think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't ignore the fact that people may have cut subscriptions, period, during this time. Maybe they can't afford afford it because of whatever reasons. Uh, Yeah, that that can't be ignored. This has nothing to do with sports, so I don't mean to put you on the spot. But I saw a tweet right before we started about HBO Max, which – 
you know, I don't know how much you paid attention to, you know, to that and the non-sports angle of it, but that had to be like the worst rollout for a streaming service I've ever seen because no one knew what it was and the differences between all the, and I saw that like they're disappointed with, um, I guess, viewership and they, they're realizing that people who subscribe to just regular HBO on whatever TV service they have, they have access to HBO Max and they don't know it. I mean, how, like just what a disastrous rollout and, and PR, um, just bad PR for that whole thing there. I don't know if you're into that, but I, 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 I pay attention to all the streaming services that are rolling out and there's so many of them out there. It's like trying to teach somebody to read Sanskrit these days (laughs) in terms of terrible rollouts. I'll put Quibi right, uh, right above, uh, um, HBO I still Max. don't even know what Quibi is. Yeah. Like, what is Quibi? Bad timing, something that was geared toward commuters being able to watch on your phone. Nobody's oh commuting. They're not going to watch your programming. I mean, in hindsight, I guess Katzenberg should have pulled back on the launch of that, maybe gone to 2021, but they thought that they can get it done. It hasn't gotten done. I'm, I'm very curious to see what the future is of that. I think HBO and Turner and AT&T, they're, they're playing the long game with HBO Max. I mean, anybody who has, you know, been on a set-top box using the HBO Go app, they're not going to be able to even have that anymore. So you're going you're gonna to have to either, you know, get the online-only subscription or get onto HBO Max with, you know, authentication, I believe, to be able to see any of that programming. So a lot of those people that were sharing passwords are going to have to start all over again. Well, that I've always been waiting for every streaming service to crack down on that. I mean, I, you know, I have... You know, people using my Netflix, my WWE network. I mean, I, I, I've long waited for that crackdown to come. I, I'm just curious because you brought it up with, I mean, what the, so you said the Quibi was aimed towards commuters, mm-hmm. but what, why are they different from Netflix or Prime, which I watch on my phone when I commute on a train before Corona? Well, that's the thing. It's not really meant to be watched on those big screen TVs. And the, the other services are like, you know, watch us anywhere, you know, but we're best on a big screen. Quibi is specifically designed, you know, for that mobile device for you to watch on trains, for you to watch, I, I don't know, on your break in, in, the, in the lunchroom and, and shorter content. But people have a, you know, a little more time to, to view content so they can sit down and watch a eight part Tiger King series. They don't have to worry about an eight minute episode, but uh, it, it just it hasn't caught on. They haven't had a really big property or TV show that has really caught on like that. So people just haven't found the need to download Quibi. And uh, if you're somebody like HBO Max, you better be paying attention. If you're NBC Universal and Peacock, you better be paying attention some to the trends that are going on. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know. I couldn't name one thing that's on there. So I, I, I mean, it's a bad job by me not paying attention to it. But I feel I, when I hear anything about a new streaming service, I just I put up a mental block. It's like I've, it's enough. I'm not paying for anything else. I don't care what you come out with at this point. It's enough. I, I pay for way too much stuff as it is. So, yeah, I mean, people always complained about the cable bundle. But when you're paying for nine or 10 streaming services, you're going to end up paying more. And that's the yeah. uh, funny part about it. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and what's going on with um I, I saw Fox had some layoffs with with produ- producers for their WWE show WWE backstage, which I like, and I think they laid off some soccer people. Is that just a matter of, um, you know, the WWE thing is different than I mean they're airing mm-hmm. soccer, so I don't I don't get what happened there if they're um, well, it's poorly rated shows. I mean, uh, WWE right. backstage wasn't doing too well, so FS1, yeah, they they think they had to lay off around twenty twenty one producers. 
And back, WWE Backstage is going to move from being a weekly show to only being produced around those big events and pay-per-view matches. Um, the cutback didn't really affect SmackDown, but, I mean, WWE in particular, just, I, I think, wrestling, you know, the, with the TNT uh, property that was added, or TBS, whatever Turner added, uh, there's just a glut of professional wrestling going on right now. You just don't have that scarcity like you used to have one or maybe two nights a week of wrestling going on. And WWE just in particular seems like they're having issues with management and narrative. So hopefully they can write the ship there. You know, it's funny because I, I, for me, like you said, there is a glut of wrestling. But for me, it's like it's so unwatchable without fans in the stands. And I hate to say oh. that because I, I, you know, I've been a WWE fan like since I was a kid. And I, I you know, the I, I have a lot of respect for the for the wrestlers, and they they're good. They come on the podcast and. Um, I've had I had a major problem with Vince McMahon keeping the show going, even with an empty arena. But, you know, it's almost like a double whammy. I mean, he's keeping the show going, which, you know, it kind of makes me cringe that all these people are on top of each other, sweating and touching each other. And then on top of that, uh, there's no fans in the building, which I mean, wrestling without fans is just, you know, I don't know how you even have it. Um, I mean, I have have an eight year old son and, you know, he was kind of interested in watching WrestleMania for the first time this year. And I had to tell him, like, listen, buddy, I, I can't introduce you to WrestleMania like this. This is not <laughs> WrestleMania. You need to see 70,000 screaming fans at the top of their lungs. Like, I can't introduce it to you this way. You're a good father because that, that really <laughs> is not the way to introduce someone to WrestleMania. And I thought Fox, they were doing a good job showing the old stuff, but they've sort mm-hmm. of feel, – I feel like the, the network showing old games has sort of died down. Am I – Imagining that? No, this is the reason why ESPN Classic (laughs) saw the arc that it did. It was popular at first, and people realized that, okay, I'm not going to go back and watch old games all of the time. Right. I was doing it like once every two or three weeks, and it was nice, but I'm not doing that every night. No. I mean, you can, you can, if you're really interested, I'm sure you can find something on YouTube. And it's been nice to see some of these bigger NCAA games on CBS at the beginning. And, you know, ABC showed, showed some old ABC, uh, NBA finals. But eventually, you want new sports. That's why right. sports is consumed live. People want new, fresh material. Um, before we wrap up, I want to ask you one last thing, because I saw a tweet from yours that I sort of disagreed with, and I thought we could uh, – battle this one out. I, don't, I shouldn't say, well, yeah. So I'm you tweeted counterpoint. That's cool. Yeah. 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 You tweeted a couple of weeks ago. If hard knocks does end up happening in 2020 has to be record viewership for the HBO sports. Um, teams don't even matter this year. Uh, well, let me, you stand by that. I, I do stand by I, that. Okay. Um, I feel like hard knocks has lost a lot of its luster because of social media. I thought they had a phenomenal rebound Two seasons ago, when it was the was it the Bucks? Two years ago, the Bucks. Yeah, it might have been the Bucks. No, no, it was no, no. The Browns, the Browns. I'm sorry, the Browns. We had the the offensive line coach who who didn't believe in stretching, and um, the guy who was talking about his money and all that. Yeah, so the Browns two years ago was great. I thought the Raiders last year were an enormous bust. I thought it was one of the worst seasons ever. Um, and I don't, I don't know if. America, listen, America cares about football and almost every team, but like two LA teams where nobody even there cares about football, really. I don't, I'm surprised you think there'd be so much interest. What's the, no, I, what's I, the, I, uh, I it with being, with it being almost like the, it is the start of football season. Yeah. Right. The days of hard knocks breaking news are over. Every time, uh, you know, 
is something's going to be on Twitter days before it airs on the Hard Knock show. So I think Twitter is, yeah, uh, essentially in previous years, particularly last year with the Raiders, kind of ruined the surprise element of Hard Knocks, especially with who gets cut and whatnot. And I think, and I think, not to interrupt you, but I think last year too, um, Mayock didn't want the cameras around, or yeah. and, you know, or didn't they didn't let him get filmed, so that hurt the show as yeah, well. Yeah, they didn't Sorry. want it, and they just totally danced around the Antonio Brown stuff. And as soon as the hard right, knock, right. ended up being the biggest story in the NFL to start the season, so right, right. they just totally missed the boat on that one. But I, I think you have the I think the LA situation is interesting for fans outside of LA with the two teams moving into a what is going to be the most state-of-the-art facility in the NFL, and combined with the fact that football is back. This is football. showing football is back. How are players being tested? What sort of social distancing efforts are going on on the sidelines at practices? I think there's going to be interest in that amongst uh, casual viewers. That's a good point. That one, I'll give you that. I could see that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think in my head if I think of Hard Knocks as the start of the NFL season. I guess, uh, you know, it just it's lost so much of its luster over the years. Yeah. But I guess with this year, with 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 nothing going on, um, it will be a big deal. So yeah, I, I it had nothing to do with the Chargers and Rams diaspora fans across the world. <laughs> like, it's and it's nothing to do with that. I, I don't yeah. think that uh, there's a whole lot of avidity for, right now for those uh, two teams that you mentioned. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, breaking down some of the latest news with me. And uh, it's good. Uh, I got some good information there, so I appreciate it. Stay safe. Enjoy the Fourth of July weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. You too. And thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks. All right. My thanks to Austin Carp for coming on. Everyone out there, stay safe. Enjoy the Fourth of July weekend. Wear your mask, and uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.